Inside Sports Denning Gold podcast for another week. I'm James Smith and this is Jefferson Tenera. How are you going, mate? 70. 70. 70. We're 30 away from the century. Oh, raise the bat. Yeah, we're basically already there. That's about another season, isn't it? In player age. Um, 30 matches. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> i have to do a few special We're a, se- we're a 70 gamer. <laughs> yeah. We're a 70 gamer who are, who's offering a bit. It reminds me of a time that... Um, no, it wasn't 70, it was 50, 50. Um, hmm. Brett and Asta, when I raised the issue of, you know, being called, you know, the whole overrated thing, and he said, I had dead set 50 gamers telling me I was overrated, which <laughs> Whoa. I thought was a really, yeah, kind of uh, punchy line. So there you go. We, we are 70 gamers, yeah, offering <laughs> offering opinions on who's overrated. That's right. That's, that's, that's the tagline to the, <laughs> the pod. <laughs> Um, on, on Shout out to all you Braith lovers out there in the in the yeah, in the Twitter sphere. And there, I, I know there's a, there, you're you are legion. <laughs> Some of you we mentioned quite a lot in this podcast. You'd be his biggest fan, wouldn't you? I reckon. <laughs> Braith has always done right by me. He has exactly right, exactly right. So this week's show is going to be. Um, it was organised on a whim. It just happened like this. It's <laughs> it's going to be about uh, meeting rugby league players in real life and fandom and, and all that kind of thing which uh, which absolutely went down a treat with uh, with, with your um, with our listeners and and your responses to our Twitter question so um, I posted last night I posted out before Q&A so I was in a good mood <laughs> <laughs> and the, this week's question was which footy player did you meet uh, while you were out and about and how did it go and I got so many responses and I had to edit out a lot because there were, you know, a few um, risque answers <laughs> about people being drunk and people headbutting other people. Big surprise, that one. <laughs> this boy does have a reputation to live up to. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that um, later on. Um, before we kick off, most rugby league thing you did, what was it? Well, you know, as you are both going to kind of come to describe, it's... Uh, this is kind of out of season. I think we've kind of slowed down on the on the on the rugby league kind of yeah. actual specific rugby league uh, related front. But um, I can't help but think that the most league thing I did, you know, if in, in spirit, if if more than anything else, this week was I started watching this uh, this show called um, Forged in Fire. This is the one I was telling you about yeah, the other yeah. day. We were having a. Dis- did you only just start watching it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. You know, but the whole thing is that I guess you and I were having a discussion about. Um, yeah, so this is kind of rugby league related. I don't know about where C- this is going to CEOs. go. CEOs. Remember we were talking yeah. about being the you know, chief executive of a football club and, and how... And it was nearly yeah. going to be the topic of this, this podcast. Was it? Was it? Yeah. And it um, veered... I just, I just didn't know how to do it. It yeah. veered really sharply, just like you know, that conversation <laughs> where for, for whatever reason you mentioned something and I felt compelled to bring up... Uh, this new show I was watching, which I was being, you know, you know I was just being totally cap- uh, captivated by. Mm. And it, it literally is, um, uh, for those not familiar with it, I'm sure some of you, who, you know, obviously flicking over from Fox League these days because there's less to watch now. Uh, it's uh, it's dudes and some women. They, uh, they, they head to the show and they bring a knife that they've usually made they've, they've forged themselves yeah. uh, any kind of uh, but I say knife but it can be any kind of blade so it can be like a little sword or yeah. kind of like uh, short blades that you know they, maybe they used in ancient Greece or whatever, whatever you have and um, yeah then they compete through this course where they've got to slash their way <laughs> through uh, courses of ropes and uh, 
other obstacles. And um, this is what he watches at home, everyone. I, I can assure you, this is really not what I watch. But but this, uh, but this, this one, got this you. thing specifically got yeah. me. Yeah. And for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know whether it's the visceral quality of it, just, yeah. you know, the kind of uh, the old Laurie Daly simple game for simple people type uh, ethos. Yeah. But this is the most rugby league thing I think I've seen <laughs> done or, or kind of been involved with this week. Just people coming in with their blades and trying to hack their way through uh, yeah, an obstacle course. <laughs> Was that you that suggested one day that... We should have. We should let the players have weapons. Arm themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I think I you mean, did, didn't you? It's my old, it's Was my I old, dreaming that? Yeah. No, it's my old kind of thought that you know people are saying that. Um, it, it's kind of a, along the. It, it's part of a broader type of discourse around the idea of. Mm. You know, when, when a sport, kind of, what constitutes kind of when you're cheating at sport, kind of, uh, what constitutes the morality of that? No, you, you know, I get, I'm not oh, explaining myself. No, 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 I, know, I feel I'm not explaining right. myself very well here, but it basically yeah. gets back to the nature of the idea that when you have an arbitrary set of rules, yeah, yeah, um, whether you kind of follow them or not, like you know, there's a question of uh, what is moral in that in that circumstance. But you know, so, so then, so you, then the idea, the, the idea of kind of the whole bringing weapons to to a game of you know of tackle football yeah. is kind of like this idea of well, you know, you. You know, yeah, to, to to cheat at the you know, to cheat at the game, right? Like, mm. what's what's the logical kind of um, you know kind of you you have to to some extent to some limit agree to play by you know a certain set of rules, you know, and that constitutes a morality in and of itself. Because okay. otherwise, if you were to carry out to extreme circumstances, yeah, why wouldn't you just let you know guys carry bats, you know, in a in a game of rugby league and see yeah. and see where that and see where that takes you. Well, yeah. So you know, um, it get crowds would be um, bigger, wouldn't they? <laughs> if, would they? Yeah, yeah. If you I put a regular, just, if you put a game of footy on and said, okay, it's it's optional for the players to bring a sword. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like you'd fill the stadium easily. Even the roosters would. I don't know. I, I think Sydney people would come up with an excuse. <laughs> they would. They'd say, no, the, the weather wasn't good enough. Or it, it was too yeah. good. So I went for a day at the beach rather than watch yeah. the dudes play with swords. Yeah, T- tickets were 20 bucks. And I got a family. Yeah, that, that's too expensive. It was on Channel 9. I, I could watch it for, for, for it's better on live t- It was better on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got, better, got better angles of the, of the sword play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's about right. Um, mine... Um, is about as low in the barrel as I can get. See, this. yeah, see, you know, this is good because, you know, you're not going to embarrass me with a good thing that you didn't write. <laughs> no. I found this awesome cat video <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> I, so I did bad reality television and James is going even lower. He's going, he's going to cat video, online cat video. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I don't know how I came across it on Twitter, but uh, there's this account called Nature is Amazing, I think it's called, and uh, somebody else retweeted it. And it's this black and white cat. Um, with uh, these two cats are in the kitchen on a wooden floor, and this black cat runs at it to attack it, leaps up into the air, and the black and white cat just pulls off this brilliant um, shoulder tackle, hits him with with a shoulder, and just drives this black cat into the hard yeah, all you need hardwood it, floor. All you'd need to really make that video perfect is just you know, a, you know to lay in the voice of a ref shouting, "Dominated!" In the <laughs> <Yeah. background. laughs> Ray Warren 
origin pull, yeah. something like that. You know, oh jeez, it was it was a perfectly. I showed Jeff and Jeff came around to my desk. I was usually it. impressed. The, the only thing I kind of um, the only thing I kind of uh, kind of mark it down for is yeah. that. Um, it is a it is a big on small tackle. Yeah, it's yeah. like a second rower, like taking down a half. Yeah, because yeah. the the cat that got tackled was a much smaller cat. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he I was. think I think it was a classic case of a very young cat trying to yeah. you know, bothering you know an older cat to, yeah, to yeah. the older cat's dissatisfaction. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, he, he lays him out. He full on lays him out. That is really good tackling. <laughs> And uh, like um, I said, something like yeah, yeah, exactly that. Good technique, technique. Good, good prep for 2019 season. Mm. And then a bunch of uh, people underneath said, um, "Nah, it, it was yeah, it tackled in the air. He tackled this cat in the, in the air. It's a penalty." No, but I love the analysis. Around the other, the other cat was, seconds, the other know. cat jumped up. It's, that's that's their fault. The other yeah, cat, but the cat's not supposed to be in the air. <laughs> unless the cat's trying to feel the yeah, feel the kick. That's right. Yeah, and it was <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant analysis of a six-second cat video. Um, you watch, you know, like before long, there's going to be like cat rugby league or puppy rugby league or something like that. Yes, I, I want to see the follow-up. I want to, I want to see. Here's round, one for I want to see round two of those two going. Here's ahead. one for our, you know, kind of our history inclined listeners out there. Ooh. Did they ever try to play rugby league with beer here? Like you know, like like Bud Bowl. You know, you're, you're familiar with Bud Bowl. No, nah, what is that like? Bud Bowl play used drunk to be, or? Yeah, no, Bud Bowl used to be a thing um, they used to do during Super Bowls. Yep. Like in, in ex- during halftime of Super Bowls, it was like a. Wasn't was longer than an ad, but yeah, kind of like a little short segment where little bottles of beer would play football. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, huh. I was just wondering if they ever tried that with like you know, nah. I know cans. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, they get too many complaints. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> uh, what What are we doing now? Oh yeah, what are we looking forward to? Do you have anything at this time of year? Or it's not not a lot to look forward to, is there? No, footy it's, bleak, it's bleak, isn't it? You know yeah. What I mean? Um, I found something. Unless, unless we continue along in the van of you, your Schadenfreude, your cricket-related Schadenfreude. Oh yeah, yeah. Australia um, continues to get beaten. That, that, oh, that's one thing I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I haven't told you this. Um, I am looking forward to what James tells me about cricket-related <laughs> Schadenfreude. That's, my, that's what I'm looking forward to. So, being an eastern suburbs resident, mm. there was a pearler of a game on between, I don't know, um, Renwick Petersham and somebody, mm. and Warner. And uh, Smith were playing yeah, well, each Sutherland. other. Sutherland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sutherland is who yeah, yeah, Smith was. Uh, um, and I thought about going, but I didn't. Is that bad? Am I un Australian? Mm. Like, I, I could have gone and seen the two most controversial cricketers in the last 100 years playing against each other you at a suburban ground. So you would have watched, yeah, you would have watched Sydney grade cricket. That would have been, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would, that would have given you some real, you know, real bona fides. Interesting <laughs> yeah. story. I, we had a, um, a guy who was interested in contributing to the magazine. Who came, he's a recently kind of, um, he's recently moved from, uh, relocated from, uh, from Britain. I thought you were going to say Australia. he's a recent arrival. I thought, what? He's, no. Well, he's, he's kind of a recent arrival. He's migrated out from, from, from okay. England, I don't know England to Australia. Oh. No, no, you don't. And, um, he, uh, so he's trying, so he's trying to get acquainted with the, uh, the, the sporting landscape here yep. in Sydney. Yep. And so he said one of the first things he did is he rushed out to watch a Shield match. And I almost laughed out loud while I was reading he it. Uh, it was like, you watched a Shield match. Because like, yeah, that's what people do here in Sydney when they go watch sport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you sure know, like, really, me, like, you watch County Creek again in England all the time, apparently. So, you know, that was But that's of, a thing to do, isn't it? Like, uh, an English thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and that's what yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 
I chided him back by saying, "You'll learn very quickly that you know, like we don't watch Shield matches." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're in Australia trying to like urge him on to like you know go watch something real like you know you know an NRL match or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yes, um, uh, grade cricket. Maybe you know you, you are the, you are the great uh, you are the great kind of prophet of, of suburban sport. Yeah, definitely. Aren't, yeah. aren't you, James? You, yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing that stopped me from going was. I just don't think they um, should be let off the hook yet, those two players. <laughs> so I was just, I'm still angry at them in my mind for, right. for selling the uh, baggy green. But, mate, I think, I think part of that is to take them out of the gilded bubble that they live in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, Remember, yeah. they live in a gilded bubble. <laughs> gilded this, bubble. This is, a good, this is a good setup for uh, the rest of our conversation today. <laughs> The gilded we we are cricket. under an obligation to take our our sportsmen and women. Well, no, I don't think m- many of our sports women live in gilded bubbles. Our sportsmen definitely mm. take them out of the gilded bubbles that cut them off from uh, from friends and family for most of the year. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, uh, Cricket Australia. Yeah, cultural cultural review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Billion dollar cultural review. Mm. Um, I'm looking for. Well, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, again, I'm probably <laughs> not looking forward to it. Right. <laughs> I'm probably not going to go. I'll put it that way because it's up on the central coast. But I wanted to mention the Legends of League tournament that's on at Central Coast Stadium. Now, it, it, Saturday. Just I want to cut in here quickly. Yep. This is how far things have gotten in modern in modern society. That when I first read of this, I thought it was an esports tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I put it in wrong. I, I, I put it in into Google as League of Legends, and this computer game stuff came up. Thought, no, that's not what I'm looking for at all. <laughs> so it's on this Saturday at Central Coast Stadium. First game, one p.m. I just the reason I'm talking about this is because I think our listeners will be interested in it. It's this mm-hmm. annual event. It's been going for a few years now. Um, this six team round robin event um, featuring you know the legends of the league and Newcastle Canterbury Brisbane Manly Parramatta and a Barbarians team and it's all those it's all the the names from like 10 or 15 years ago I'll just run through a few um, Newcastle has Danny Badiris and Dar- Darren Albert among others this is a nines tournament by the way Canterbury's going to have Willie Mason and Brent Sherwin Broncos are going to have Wendell and Gordy Manly uh, will have Menzies and Cliff Lyons. Para's going to have players like Nathan Hindmarsh and Mark Tukey. And the Barbarians, you know, made up of all, all different clubs. Um, Nathan Blacklock and Matty Bowen are going to turn out for them. Who's Todd Carney playing for? Um, who is he playing for? I don't know. Was he playing for the Barbarians? I, I think he will, Barbar- yeah, Barbarians. yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's going to be a yeah, great event. Last year, they got like 8,500 people to it. So, yeah, it's uh, one of those great rugby league, in inverted commas, off-season events, <laughs> even though there is no off-season. Full tackle? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always thought some dudes could get really hurt doing that. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember seeing, um, everyone knows what I'm going to say, Mark McGore and uh, Mel Meninga clashing in one of those Legends <laughs> games? And they, This one I don't. They, I, I, I have heard of it. Up. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah you should watch it. Yeah. One, I don't know who it was. One of them pulls off a tackle on another one, and mm. it's sort of... The reaction was, what, "What the hell are you doing? Like, we aren't fair income here. Like, this is crazy." So, it's just it's one of those instances where you, sometimes you can't play rugby league, can you? you? It's like you can't play boxing either. But no one says, "Let's play boxing." Here's, here's, here's yeah. the time to to run a very interesting little story. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, kind of, again, in advance of the Twitter question, uh, well, I'll stop teasing it, but yeah, yeah um, the Twitter question today, which you probably, <clears throat> those of you who are listening uh, who have answered, obviously, you know, it's about kind of random encounters with um, with footballers, but uh, yeah, on the subject of that, uh, of Mal Meninga in, in casual football settings, <laughs> when, when I worked for the newspaper down in Canberra, there was uh, yeah, um, there, there was an effort at the, at the newspaper to um, organize... I think it was a union match, so you know. Really? Like, yeah. So sorry for kind of stepping kind of cross codes here, but a union match between the you know, a, a team representing the paper and that representing the legislative assembly, the local parliament. Uh, also, obviously, not the federal one, the territory one, uh, organized by the resident um, union tragic down there. Now, of course, at that time, Paul Osborne was a yeah. member of that uh, of that uh, of that assembly, like the famed. Um, I don't want to call him a hero, but uh, you know, a pretty accidental hero of the uh, which great ninety three wasn't it ninety four? Um, which grand final? It was ninety three. The ninety three grand final. That they John uh, Lomax suspended and then um, yeah Osborne. Um, is that oh, that was ninety three? That was their last one, wasn't it? I'm um, sure it was that one against the Broncos. No, they never played the Broncos in the grand final. The Raiders. Oh, this is the Raiders. Yeah, ninety four versus Kennery. Okay, ninety four. Yeah, Why yeah. do I keep ninety three? Anyway, ninety four. Um, so anyway, yeah, they the obviously the the assembly um, over and above reasons of that had uh, had had links to you know kind of very high circles uh, uh, you know in uh, in the football community, and and the buzz going around the newsroom that day for those of us um, who were going you know partake in the game that uh, Malman Ninga could possibly play for the other side. <laughs> so you know one of my uh, one of my uh, uh, my mates on the paper who was a um, who, who played some schoolboys for for St Edmunds, uh, you know, in, in Canberra, which is a noted rugby uh, union school. Yeah. Um, he was so excited uh, about the prospect of getting to hit Mal Meninga. Oh, God. That's all he was. It is all, yes, that's what he wanted to do. Did he? You know? Did he do it in the end? I don't think he played. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Your mate or Mal? Mal didn't play. Imagine trying to hit Mal Meninga. It's a rugby match, so you know. I mean, that's. <laughs> Could you imagine what would happen if you did? That's what. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> he'd, he'd send yeah, you over the sideline. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, what, what's the downside risk? He sends you over the sideline, mm. and then it becomes a cool story yeah, of how yeah, you yeah. just got, you know, you, you got, you know, you got the don't argue from Mal Meninga, you got, you got flattened by Mal Meninga. Yeah. And yeah. if you pull it off, if you take him down, oh yeah. My mate was actually convinced he could do it. Like he was like, saying, I will take him down. There is no, there is no doubt about it. So rewinding a little bit, mm. you said you partook in. No, the no, no, I didn't, I didn't play. I thought you said you played. We, I was invited to play. Every oh. kind of guy under the age of twenty-five at the paper was invited <laughs> yeah. to play. One of those. So you know, but um, picnic there was yeah, there was no way I was going to do it because you know there's a story that had emerged from a couple of years before that um that uh, they brought in an ex Brumby. Um, oh. uh, but he was a prop. And there, you know, yeah, first scrum that was packed down. He absolutely almost broken half the guy across the room. <laughs> those, those blokes are solid, aren't they? I, they're, they're like clay. Those blokes. And this is, yeah, this is, I think, yeah. a subject that will come up. But um, yeah, so that, I just wanted to get to that that uh, my kind of uh, random mal story. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> or random, random mal non-story because it didn't come off, as it were. But uh, yeah, that was uh, very good. That was a that was a uh, that was a scenario. I'll just um, say two more things about this Legends of League thing. Um, Albi Tellerico and Steel Sports are going to be commentating. Yes, and, and the charity partner is the Mark Hughes Foundation. Mm, so that's my good deed for the day. I didn't even have to mention <laughs> that. Didn't even have to mention Legends of League tournament. Just thought I'd do it out of the goodness of my heart. There you go. 
I, I really thought it was going to be an esports thing. Because oh, we, we know the BKG is into esports now. Yeah, well, yeah. BK, you, have you noticed that the BKG is trying to kind of, um, yeah, kind of uh, give State of Origin a kick in the shins by. Because yeah, oh, right. they're. Oh, fucking, what am I talking about? I don't thing? know, but yeah, well, I would say Origin should be really scared about. You wait. <laughs> yeah. 50 years from now the bigger state of origin will be will be esports uh, we'll, you've, you've heard it here first rugby league fans fair enough fair enough I've tried to <laughs> mock that before and the, the numbers aren't on my side are they <laughs> I think every single human in the world is going to be playing it soon too many nerds that's what James you know, he, he lives in he lives in you know in, in fear nerds oh, he cowers <laughs> Well, um, so we have a new magazine on sale this Thursday. Yes. Uh, who's on the cover? Oh, God, who is on the cover? Yeah, I forgot. Um, uh, Mitchell Stark. Ah, that's Mitchell right. Stark, yes. Um, and yeah. And BKG uh, fan, isn't he? He's not, he's not much a... He's a Sydney oh, guy, isn't he? isn't a league guy. Oh, he probably gosh. is a league guy. Yeah, we just don't know. One cricketer who is a league guy is Stu Clark. Ah, oh, yes. Former bowler. Yes, yes indeed. Uh, and he's the CFO of the New South Wales Rugby League. And I don't know whether you guys remember, but for the last month I'd, I'd been... Um, looking for a cricketer to interview and I sent out distress calls on Twitter who, who knows a cricketer that, that I can interview and instead of you know um, oh I know this guy I know that guy I've got his number I got a lot of responses back on LinkedIn and Twitter of suggestions of who I should interview <laughs> like you know David Boone and Alan Border and I'm like oh yeah I, I would but yeah it was just no, no traction being made and then I thought Hang on, Stu Clark is mm. in, in management of um, New South Wales Rugby League, so I had a chat with him, and yeah, lovely fella. Very. What personal. does he do? Like, uh, tell the listeners what, uh, yeah, what he's been doing for um, for the New South Wales League. Oh, so um, uh, the NSWRL is about to open its Centre of Excellence mm. out at Homebush. Seems that everything has has a centre. Every sporting organisation has a Centre of Excellence. So he's been managing that and. Uh, yeah, so that's the reason been, why been, that's the reason why the Blues have lost, you know, eleven out of thirteen. Origins. No, no, it's it's what they won last year because Stu Clark is on fire. They, they didn't have a center of excellence. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, <laughs> no, their excellence was too decentralized. <laughs> oh, a little bit of excellence there, a little bit of excellence. Well, Queensland is everywhere, isn't it? Hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's on sale on Thursday. So do you think Stu, do you think Stu Clark should should be the next high performance director? Over Cricket Australia, I, I wouldn't wish that. Does he really like rugby? Do you think you get the impression from that he really likes you know being in the league world rather than the cricket yeah, world? Yeah, he does. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He loves the game. He's, yeah, he's a real league head. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. So um, that interview is in the latest edition. Um, uh, if you got no interest, check back in in March. But uh, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Presently, like you know, I, mean, I think I think there's a lot for people to in, uh, to enjoy, kind of right now in terms of. Um, Kind of, uh, yeah. Particularly if you're, you're like James, and you you really enjoy the suffering of Australian cricket. Like you know, that's what uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to get into. Uh, oh, great! Right now uh, we're the kings of the world, forever and ever. Um, should I um, bring in our, our listeners at the, at this point, or change tact? Oh, aren't we gonna? Didn't you have a question for me about this? Um, no, you gonna dish the question. Um, as far as which footy player did you meet, or well, no, any question about the etiquette, or you know, what was yeah. the, what was the, oh, oh, yeah. I had a, I had an interesting one. Like, do you think that there is a a, a, a certain 
accepted etiquette towards okay so you're in a pub or you're down the shops mm. and you see just say if you see um say Cooper Cronk uh he's with you know whoever his mates or his family whatever mm-hmm. um do you and, and and it looks like he's just living his life you know in, in his spare time in his non-work time do you go up and say g'day love your work I'm a big fan or do you sort of let him have his time like let him have his peace time if I, seeing as how part of what we do professionally yeah. is to approach these guys yeah, yeah. in work scenario, in, in in what are really work scenarios, I am inclined to leave them alone. Okay, um, I'm completely the opposite. What you go up to them? Yeah, definitely. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> only only unless I know I'm well, like or if I've like maybe if I've spoken to them to the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. I'm, but in, in okay. the main, in the main, I like you know it's more of a, it's more of a kind of a professional distance. If you have like like say. You've got a young kid with you, or you know, like you know, that's yeah. and they want to meet the door, you know, kind of got a mate who wants to meet them. Maybe, uh, maybe that's that's different. Yeah, um, I, I, I wouldn't like when I say go up to them, mm. I don't mean in a work sense, I don't mean, oh, can I grab a few comments from you? No, 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 while, even, while you're doing your grocery, even shopping. though, even even then, I would like try, try to keep oh, the yeah. distance, just you know, just you know, kind of as a, as a professional type of you know, professional type of <laughs> you're thing. You're a very professional person, maybe. well, no, just sometimes I'm just not really that interested in kind of in what they got to say, but beyond you know, more more than that, yeah. I'm actually more interested in just observing them. Okay. Like kind of yeah. You know, oh yeah. They because um, they tend to reveal more about their behaviour, just kind of walking around rather than you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Then kind of in whatever they they might have to say. See if they do a um, yeah. If I were to approach them, I probably might go up to them and call them by the wrong name. That, that you know. <laughs> that, that would be that, that would be kind of helpful. On purpose. Know? Yeah. So like you know, see Cooper and call, call him Brody Croft or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Cam Smith. But yeah, Cam be, Smith. That's that's that'd that'd be be Billy Slater because they're about the same height. So you know, that would be kind of that would be kind of humorous. You know, <laughs> that'd be a great uh, show, wouldn't it? Actually, what? just go up and call. Footballers by the wrong name mm. just to gauge their reaction. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, that'd be really. That's a really You'd good be like, idea. You know, excuse me, I, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> you just go up in and yeah, to, and say say that to them. Yeah, excuse me, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I will kind of you know, raise in this circumstance. <clears throat> one thing I've often always found fascinating is, you know, when these guys are playing and actively playing, they yeah. get kind of treated one way. Yeah. But the second they retire, they get treated in an entirely different way. Yeah. You ever, you ever notice that? Definitely. Um, they become way more approachable when they retire. Yeah. I mean, th- th- yeah. It's, like, it's like you're a normal person. Again. Yeah. There's something about... Yeah. Yeah, player to ex-player. That uh, there's a, there's something there's a gilded bubble, I guess, of sorts <laughs> that gets that's kind of evaporates or gets pierced. Once. I guess there's a bit of a difference too when you, when you are a legendary player. Yeah. And again, that's uh, you know. But um, I, I think I know where you're going because mm. if JT did see it. I reckon he instantly becomes a lot more approachable now mm. than what he was a couple of months ago even when he was still playing hey? yeah absolutely because he's yeah JT he's everybody's now yeah mm-hmm. I guess one of the things is that uh, it's also in, in terms of the the flow of emotional need kind of um, reverses oh yeah like you know when from, you're from the player's perspective yeah so like yeah. or even from yours like from when you're when you're a player when you're a current player it's almost like the attention is always coming towards you, yeah. Like, and then you know, and you kind of have to like kind of navigate it, right? You can either take it in or you know, kind of deflect it or what have you. Whereas when you become an ex-player, you begin to need the attention. You, you know, you need to call on it. I can remember our old boss, uh, the editor at the magazine, Graham Sims, wrote a um, 
wrote a terrific column once. We, we had just gone to the launch of the Rugby World Cup um, at, at, at Fox Sports. And he wrote about basically the life, the, the life of the uh, the life of the footy legend. Oh, I remember it now. You remember yeah. that, yeah. right? It was a really good piece talking about how you could literally make a, a post career of being like a footy legend and just trading kind of on that. But mm. even then, that uh, and these were some formidable figures like Tim Horan and George Gregan and so forth. But even then. It was a case of, yeah, you need to pay attention to me now, as opposed to, I'm a player, you're going to pay attention to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. And how that interacts with the, the footballer's, pers- or ex-footballer's personality in particular is, is an interesting one. You yeah, know? It's, um, yeah. And I ha- can happily say that some of them are really genuinely nice guys. They are. So, you know, and, you know that, and then that can kind of... Um, yeah, that can kind of uh, come across too. It can really screw with your head, though, can't it? Oh, like, Lord, yeah. But, like, but I'm, I'm talking about as a fan, from a fan's point of view, when you know this person um, has been written about in the media as the villain, mm. you know, and from everybody else, what they've said about them is arrogant and unapproachable, and then it turns out to be completely the opposite. You're sort of almost walking away feeling guilty for... For um, accepting everybody's line about this yeah. about this character that's been built up, mm-hmm. I, I, I love the um, uncomfortableness of that you have when when you realise that oh this this bastard like he's a really nice fella and you know it, yeah he's said all this nice stuff about this person and how much he enjoys life and all that sort of thing. <laughs> it's just it's but yeah that that whole image it's like a um. It's like a stage sort of character for a lot of these blokes. Wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like wrestling, isn't it? They, they, they construct personas. Exactly. But, um, yeah. yeah. Particularly as even when it gets even further out of context, when you see them just you know being dads or you know yeah like, uh, yeah kind of uh, if they're in another line of work or yep. yeah whatever yeah whatever whatever it may be um, yeah yeah it's. Yeah, but you know that that that's always the one that's intrigued me. That uh, uh, that um, which is why another one of the you know, we've seen that issue lately rear up about athletes struggling with uh, with mental health, with depression yep. in retirement, and I think uh, not because they you know the, they they thrive on the attention. I think a lot of them really don't. I just think a lot of them just want to play. Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of it is that that really colors a lot of your interpersonal relationships. Definitely. I reckon. That idea that, yeah, that uh, all of a sudden people just don't treat you with the same, that same kind of esteem anymore. And it must mess with you. It really must mess with you. It must, you know, every time you walk into a, into a situation, you know, and it's really uh, amazing just how quickly um, you can be forgotten. Even when you've had a pretty good career, you can be forgotten, you know, within a couple of years, it, it almost like the fan base has been of the, of the sport has been turned over entirely, and you're, you're no longer you're, you're you're no longer a member. If you're not doing anything in connection with the sport anymore, that's right. You yeah. know, say if you're not a coach or you're not a figure in the media, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's I'm, amazing how you know the, the yeah, kind of the, the, the sport will keep on moving without you. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know the people who from from my perspective really struggle with that mm. Olympic swimmers. <laughs> 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 they say, <laughs> the show oh, really is over, isn't it? Yeah. Like you can be the most celebrated human in the country. Pretty much, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Two years later, true. oh yeah, I think I remember him. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's just it can really hit them hard. Yeah, but I reckon it's not entirely. I, I mean, it's their problem, but it's not entirely their fault because they're built up so often. 
and so much in their career and that becomes their new real, reality and mm. yeah and they don't have any mechanisms to cope with it i wonder yeah. the, the other the flip side of it is i wonder if you know for guys who are kind of still associated particularly with their football and we're talking footballers here their you know, football career mm. I wonder about those guys who to want to get away from that, who yeah. want to transcend, who just kind of see it as a phase of their life, and they want to be known for whatever's coming next. Like whether yeah. that be, I'm building this business. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm a really good you know, parent. Uh, I'm a strong member of the community. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever they choose to do in the second act yeah. of not even really the second act of their lives. You know, it's you know, you know, it's still, you know. If you quit football in your early 30s, you've still got a hell of a lot of your life left. Yeah. But yeah, I do wonder about the ones who <clears throat> resent is probably not the right word, but they just, yeah, their hack of, you know, being known as a footy, as a footy player. Yeah. And, th- and they want to become known as something, you know, just for more than that. Yeah, yeah. It must, it must be hard. Yeah. Mm. Ah, cool. So, should we launch into our listener contribution? I want to hear your, I want to hear your one first. Like, you know. Oh, Okay. Who did um, you meet when you were out and about? Oh, we're not, well, we landed at the airport. This is about six or seven years ago, maybe longer. And we're, we're the only two people in the stupid, ridiculous cattle run of a taxi lineup thing. You know, even if you're the only one there, you still have to... Did you walk around or did you crawl under? <laughs> I went and... Um, uh, undid all the plastic oh. barriers. You know, you know how you always have that in your oh. head. Should I be doing this? Is this Cheat. illegal? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know what happened. But anyway, we got. To the Can't end. you get arrested for that up in Queensland? <laughs> this is at Sydney Airport. This is at Sydney Airport. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so we're at the front, and the taxi delegator wasn't near us, so we had to wait for him to come and delegate a, a cab. And this bloke comes moseying up behind us. And it, and it was the king, Wally Lewis. Wow. Yeah. You sure you just went stonking drunk out somewhere <laughs> at Suncorp and you thought the statue of Wally was, you know. I can't guarantee that. I can't. <laughs> Lovely fella. As, as yeah, everyone else is going to attest to whoever they met. Lovely bloke. Yeah. Like, yeah, really, really approachable. Yeah, loves toying footy. Um, I did make a joke about how Queensland at the time were winning way too much and just looked at me as yeah as if he felt really sorry for me so <laughs> cool. oh yeah and the other one i met was um uh after a, a penrith cowboys game mm. at panthers stadium ages ago it was ages ago um i had enough beers in me to go up and say good day to marty bella and <laughs> didn't really seem didn't really seem all that welcoming of me oh jeez so. it tells you everything you need and i've studied that about. moment for a long time <laughs> afterwards so hopefully i'll be able to get to interview him again one day <laughs> apparently he's a really serious fella yes like, yeah, yeah that's that you know that we oh, were talking last week about that great uh, yeah. profile piece I was written I'll, I'll have to put that up on the thing yes you yeah. really will you really yeah. will yeah. Yeah. that's one of the best I I'd wager and say that's one of the three best profile pieces that this magazine has ever published it okay. is really that good oh that's good so um, that, that might yeah, that might be a good uh, segue into the um, rugby league hub the retro hub that we've got going I'll have to uh um, make that the, the the latest story. There's a good one that I put up um, about Peter Sterling, written by Neil Cadigan. And it's mm. really worth checking out. Yeah. So the question this week was on Twitter: Which footy player did you meet while you were out and about, and how did it go? Um, Sports Freak Show says Bo Ryan was a standout for me. He was um, flying out to the states, took time out for everyone who came up to him, 
and was extremely humble. I've heard that a lot about Bo Ryan. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the Warrior. I wouldn't have expected that. No. <laughs> the Warrior, who um, once again chipped in and, and uh, contacted every single person on Twitter and invited them into the conversation. Thank you, Warrior. Uh, Karate Warrior 2, that is. Uh, he says, we were supervising a group of students through the domestic departure lounge at Sydney Airport. Titans players were there and Preston Campbell was looking around the corner to see if any of the kids <laughs> recognised him because he wanted to say hi. <laughs> That's a reverse, isn't it? Normally players are hiding from people, but yeah, he's reaching out. Um, uh, who is next? Legends of Sport. Steve Gearin, uh, Footy Gala Day, about 1984. Um, has him at Chilora Woolworths <laughs> in 2010, um, or something like that. Uh, Billy Moore at uh, Tarman Charcoal Chicken in 94. <laughs> they really are humans, aren't they? <laughs> the funny thing is you can still catch Billy there every Thursday night. Hey. No, okay. <laughs> um, Dominic Pisano says, I was at Dreamworld with the bride and kids and bumped into Andrew G with his bride and kids. Uh, said hello and exchanged some footy talk. Very polite and all good. If you bumped into Andrew G, you probably went backwards. <laughs> Sorry, was dying was dying to use that joke. <laughs> uh, Joseph says, I met Benji at West Ashfield at the meet the players pizza night. Uh, talked to him for five minutes. was great uh, talking to him um, and he had no ego. I was like, yeah, Benji's a man of the people, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Man uh, of the kids. The kids love him. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, um, when I was, at, I was at Big League from 05 to 07, and I was responsible for putting out this Little League magazine. This, <laughs> this, little, this little League magazine. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot about this Little League magazine. Yeah, 16-page format. Um, and we had this gallery in it where kids sent their uh, drawings of NRL players. Benji, 10 to 1, the most popular uh, player amongst kids. Yeah, still is. Uh, One-Eyed Tiger says, I saw Benji Marshall at a restaurant in Are we sure that, the, you know, Joseph Alifachi and One-Eyed Tiger aren't kids, you know? Like, no, no. Yeah. Or were kids, like, you know, a few years ago? <laughs> I guess we were all kids a few years ago, but, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, many few. Um, saw Benji Marshall at a restaurant in Fortitude Valley after he'd signed with the Broncos. But since it was well before his return to the Tigers, I didn't have much to say to him, so I pretended like I didn't recognise him. I think it worked. <laughs> that was what, what, that was what I was recommending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, poor Benji. Um, Pursuit of Hoppiness says, Pursuit had other details, which I, I can't really include because I'd get murdered. Uh, Nathan Brown <laughs> spent a solid 20 minutes chatting with me about all things footy. I also had a beer and a laugh with John Elias in a Balmain pub. There you go. That sounds very... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the winner for the most rugby league thing you could ever possibly do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a beer with John Elias in a Balmain pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like to watch. Um, says that he met Jason Stevens at the gym in 95 and he gave me a bit of a pep talk organised by the gym owner, which was nice of him. Um, <laughs> oh, and also Martin O'Fire. Is what he just did? Like, you know, yeah. Jason Steve was like a greeter at the gym? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very nice. Um, Go in, run fast, lift heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. Uh, Martin O'Fire and Scott Goulet came to our Scott school. Goulet, that's a name. Yeah, uh, yeah this is at Ramsgate Primary School um, and went through some drills. It was awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Mayor Inc. says... Uh, not not out and about, but met and chatted with Bedsy at his book signing two years ago. Book signing years ago, 
uh, leaking the knees kind of stuff. Fantastic. Uh, Kane um, says, he, uh, met Benji in maybe 06 or 07 when I was about 14, um, also training with the Tigers down at Kayama. I uh, was a bit arrogant now that I think about it. Didn't care though. He signed my 05 jersey, so I was stoked. You needed to meet him at a pizza party, Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a conflicting report about Benji Marshall. We don't know who to believe. <laughs> uh, he calms down over pieces of pizza. <laughs> uh, Paula uh, posted a picture of um, her daughter with Jared Hayne. A cute little picture. Um, so I thought that was nice. I thought I'd mention it. Um, Carsten Brum, is it? Mm. Uh, never met a player um, on a night out. I met Matt Scott in the kids' swimming course, and he was very kind. Took some pics and made some small talk. That's <laughs> a de-escalation, wasn't it? Yeah. Display some water, I bet, too. <laughs> Jason Horan <laughs> met Adrian Morley, um, who was in Walgett and was a bloody legend. <laughs> now, that's the most rugby league thing. Fantastic. Lovely. Um, Mario Siegs underscore. Uh, many years ago, um, he met Spud Carroll, who autographed a shirt for him at Skyline Shops. Friendly and friendly and, and patient bloke. Cement Gillespie was a regular customer at a survey I, I worked at. And he and his wife were always pretty friendly. Oh, man. <laughs> All these, they're just human, human people, human blokes, footy players. He's your favourite, mate. Um, Pythago NRL. Uh, didn't meet them per se, but finished the bridge... To Brisbane run last year and heard someone behind me yell is that Billy Moore it was uh, had a chat to the dude and shook his hand Moore is surprisingly tall and ran 12 seconds faster than me despite being 15 years my senior surprisingly okay here's the one I'll bring up um, on the surprisingly tall front uh, the one I have to offer up uh, uh, is I uh, in my in my days covering golf, I actually quite met uh, ran into quite a few uh, footy players because yeah. you know, that's what they do. I met Brett Kimorley once, yeah, and yeah. Um, my overwhelming I have two overwhelming takeaways from the, from that encounter. One, he's not very tall. Like not he was, very he's, tall. No, 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 not at all. It's quite okay. short. But I, I think he was kind of a small nuggety yeah, guy. Yeah. And the other thing about him is when he shook his hand, <clears> I think he shook his hand. Good handshake. He had the most massive forearms. It's incredible. He was just he was just like a stump. Like, you know, everything about him was was thick. Far out. So, you know, decent swing too. So, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good. He's a good bloke. Really, uh, you know, like, yeah, a lot of them are. It's, he looks uh, like he would be a good bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of those real approachable fellas. Yeah. Uh, so, good bloke, thick forearms. Yeah. <laughs> not, much of, not much more of a story there, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Michael says, um, met David Peachy in North Sydney one day. Nervous as, and it's like my voice broke when saying g'day. <laughs> uh, here we go, Jay Dwight. Uh, Jay Dwight, here we go. I was out and about at Dimmick's Rouse Hill, my favourite bookstore, and Jonathan Thurston was there doing a book signing. He's a top bloke, very humble. In brackets, you can ignore this shameless plug for a great bookstore. <laughs> and I didn't want to ignore it because, um, yeah, that's Jay's book. It's, his, book, it's his bookstore, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big supporter of our podcast, Jay. So yes, indeed. I have to buy my book from um, from from Dimmick's Yeah, well, what a thrill! Apparently, that was his only um, store appearance. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Wow, so he chose Rouse Hill. Well done, Jay. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting that he says that because um, I have a mate who, um, since we're going to go down the path of like you know these domestic scenarios in which we encounter a sports uh, sportsman, 
I had a mate who worked in a, in a bookstore uh, when uh, Steve Waugh came to do a signing there. Yeah. And uh, he came away with a Shane Warren opinion. Said Steve Waugh was the most arrogant people he ever came Really? Across. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that the... Is that the general vibe that most people get from Steve? Ward? I can't. I don't want to characterize it because no. I, I I don't know a hell of a lot of people who've met Steve Ward, but yeah, that was that was just yeah, wow. what, what he said. So. Oh gosh, because he's untouchable, isn't he? Like he's supposed to say what a good bloke he is. And yeah, you know, the thing you that's what I was talking yeah, about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I think I think thing you can th- you say about Steve Ward. Yep, he never rises to the bait, and no. that's part of the reason why you know you say he's untouchable. I think he would be, but he doesn't lower himself into the muck. No, yeah, no, the number of times yeah. like Wars had a, so uh, one he's had a go at him, and he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't, 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 doesn't. No. doesn't you doesn't, expect doesn't, it two like, days later or something, don't no, you? But no, 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 I'm pretty sure he has probably told people, you know, kind of what we'd say in response, but publicly, no, he never answers back because he's never probably doesn't feel that he has to. Like well, that. you know, and plainly, like it's, I think it's working for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one Anyhow. of my favorite cricketers. Yeah. Uh, what's he say? Eelbacker. That's Eelbacker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, says uh, more so when I was a kid, um, but Gavin Hill worked at my local. Um, more so as a kid, Gavin Hill worked at the local my old man drank at. Always great, giving tips and having a chat to the kids. Um, it was a spin out seeing someone playing on TV that you talk to in real life. The only story I have as an adult probably shouldn't go public. <laughs> yes, I did uh, eliminate a few of those. And Javid Ali um, is our last one. Met Sam Tonkins at a nightclub on the GC a few years ago. Real cool as dude. Also met the Tongan boys after their World Cup loss. Uh, Conrad Hurrell and Big Manu were all good for a photo. Very good. Good blokes all around there, mate. Mm-hmm. See how I cleaned that up and made it uncontroversial so that we can keep doing yeah, when, this when are we, when, Yeah, when are we going to publish the ones that, you know, kind of the offcuts, which are far more interesting? <laughs> Left to, uh, they're all online, aren't they? They're, they're all on Twitter, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you can read them for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to Twitter and then, yeah, blame other people. Like me. <laughs> I just couldn't tell, yeah. We don't have enough kitty for the, for the defo, <laughs> for the defo <laughs> actions, yeah. Nah, nah, that's right. Uh, that, that was fun, mate. Cool. What did you learn out of that? Much? Uh, that footy players are good blokes? Uh, be selective when approaching Benji Marshall. <laughs> Make sure you got pizza um, on offer. <laughs> um, anything we've missed, mate? Um, I wanted to kind of flag a bit of news that, um, nice. that came across. Uh, World Cup. The Rugby League World Cup, which we love so well. Yep. Um, a key piece for the game's future. Yeah. Uh, they've announced for the 21 edition of the tourna- uh, tournament they're going to 16 teams. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, uh, it, um, an extra pool game for someone to get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, they're going to... It is actually going to play more like a conventional <clears throat> um, conventional kind of four pool, four pools of yeah. four type tournament with uh, the, the top four teams being seeded, uh, getting top seeds. Yeah. So we're not going to have this thing where... Uh, like in the last tournament, we had three really good sides. See, so put you know, put into one pool, and then there was kind of a yeah, just a one team kind of coming out of three team pool. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that was the implication. That's oh, okay. Why? What was you, did you hear differently? I, I, I thought that um, all the um, good teams were bunched into one pool. No, 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 no. no okay, no. they were all going to be given pot, pot one status, right? Okay. Which is to say that yeah, they'll all be given us a pool each. Yep, and then yeah. I think I think it actually is quite a positive development for the sport that mm-hmm. there's 
a little bit of depth growing up now that Definitely. you can kind of put like um, the four top teams into their into their own pool and then still be able to get in a couple of cases a viable like kind of second team into yeah, yeah in, in, so at least they'll be kind of uh, kind of one really good match uh, yep. per pool so no, that's good I think I've mentioned. 74 trillion times on this podcast that I went as a spectator to the 2000 World Cup. Mm. That was the last time 16 teams were yep. were competing at one of those tournaments. And I think this time around, yeah, New Zealand, it's going to... New Zealand Maori. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yes. Um, yes, New Zealand Maori and Russia, two teams I, of them, you know. I don't think we're going to be seeing Australia beat Russia 110 to 4 at the Boulevard ground in Hull this time around. I don't, yeah, which is going to really highlight how far the national game has come. Mm. There'll be floggings, but there won't be that sort of thing going on. So I think it's good. I think it's... Uh, what I think's really good as well is how far out the organisers are starting to promote the tournament. Yeah. They have just gone gung-ho, and it's still another three years to go. So normally these things aren't even thought of until six months out, but yeah. they obviously want to really make a yeah. huge um, impact. With, with any luck, we'll have to start putting our magazines, you know, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Can we, both, uh, <laughs> can we both make sure we're out of here by 2021? You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to produce magazines and we'll have to have, like, uh, a week's lead time because they have to get on the boat and take them over to... <laughs> England for uh, for the World Cup. So. James having those his personal Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was fun, but geez, we're busy this time last year, weren't we? Yeah, see, we it, it just seems a lot more relaxed. Doesn't <laughs> it does, it? doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, yeah. no rugby league World Cup mags this year. Mm. All right, mate, might wrap it up there. What do you reckon? Sure thing. Okay, excellent. We'll um, see you next week. See ya.